Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Person of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities. We work in secret. You'll never find us. But victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. Today we will be discussing Season 5, Episode 12, titled .exe. Uh, a brilliant, brilliant penultimate episode that beautifully sets the stage for this finale that we're going to talk about tomorrow, which I will try my best not to spoil, but it's going to be very, very difficult on my part. Uh, now, I want to start off by talking about this really, really just incredible subplot of the machine relaying to Finch all these various simulations of what the world would look like if she was never created. And they really handle it very, very well. They do an excellent job with it. Uh, so, Carter, we'll start with the good news, the stuff that's like, fine, they, uh, survived and prospered. Carter became a lieutenant, and is also, you know, alive. Uh, she actually prospered in a world without the machine. Shaw got by, still working for the government, they never tried to kill her or anything like that. But then, on the other side of the coin, uh, Reese died. Reese is just fully dead. And, uh, Fusco stayed with HR, never had his moral compass flipped, never had his moral compass adjusted by Reese or by Carter, and became, like, one of the first rats for HR, uh, which is the only reason he didn't go to prison. Which is the only reason he didn't flat out go to prison with the rest of HR. And then there's the real kicker. Oh, I should also say another piece of good news. Nathan survived and Finch and Nathan uh, continued on their merry way doing all this work for the world. Blah, 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 blah. Totally forgot that little piece of information, which would have been nice to remember. But then there's the real kicker. There's the real devastating... Oof, this might not have been the best uh, timeline reveal that, even without the machine, Samaritan would have existed anyway. And it would have been even worse because there would have been nothing to stop it. There would have been nothing to stop Samaritan from having this stranglehold over humanity. And also, Root was working for Samaritan. So Root would have still been alive, but working for Samaritan. 
and working for <laughs> working for this authoritarian regime. So yeah, a little glimpse into that world that uh would have existed in a non-machine timeline. It would not have been great. <laughs> it would not have been great for humanity. And so Finch kind of uses all of this to sort of inform his decision whether or not to uh, upload the Ice-9 virus. Because as it is revealed at a certain point in this episode, the Ice-9 virus, it would take out Samaritan, but it would also take out the machine. It would also destroy the machine. And it would have been very bad for both parties. And it would be very bad for both parties. So Finch basically has to decide throughout this episode if he's willing to kill his creation to save the world from Samaritan. And eventually, of course, we see that he does. He does make that decision. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's go to the actual non-simulated timeline for the remainder of this discussion. Uh, so Finch, like I said, is dealing with the whole Ice-9 virus stuff. I love, by the way, this first sequence in this one dude's apartment where Finch is working on this dude's computer because he has some software that he needs to sort of cater this to Samaritan specifically. And then the guy catches him in his apartment and Finch just starts... Like, monologuing, like, hey, I know who you are, I know this, 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 and this about you. If you call the police, I'll make sure that uh, everyone knows about this, and I'll make sure about this, 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 and this. Uh, and it's just Finch being an utter badass, and this guy actually kind of figures out what Finch is doing, like, uh, you're doing Ice Nine. You're gonna take out the internet. And Finch is like, well, no, been there, done that. I'm gonna go after bigger fish. Uh, because I sold the world and I'm getting it back and all that. And it's a great scene. It's a really, really fantastic scene. A really, really brilliant opening. And we sort of get this deal of Finch infiltrating this big, big, big facility. Uh, posing as uh, a NATO minister of intelligence. Uh, we have him picking up the actual Minister of Intelligence, taking him to the facility, and then switching places with him. Uh, knocking him out and switching places with him. We have the machine sort of guiding him through uh, metal detectors, x-ray machines, uh, guard checkpoints, a retinal scanner. And we sort of see him working his way to where he can upload the virus to the NSA intranet. Which he does, and then he has to do a voice-activated password. Then he has to just quickly enter a voice-activated password, but he hesitates for a second. And in that moment of hesitation, Samaritan agents come and capture him. Now, while all of this is happening, uh, Reese and Shaw return to the subway, return to New York... And immediately get a number. The number belonging to one of Greer's aliases. So Greer's number's up. And so now we have to kind of... Beep, bop, boop. Beep, beep, bop, boop. Beep, 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 bop, boop. 
and figure out what the hell is happening with Greer. And Reese is able to deduce that Greer's life, or Greer is not going to kill Finch. Finch is going to kill Greer. That is the most likely scenario that is happening, which ends up being half right. More on that later. Uh, the machine sends it. Uh, the machine sends them additional numbers, uh, geographic coordinates that we go to, and it's this recycling plant right next door to this big facility that Finch is in. So they use the plant to get into that facility. I love the moment where Reese realizes he has to go through this like tube and has a moment of hesitation. I guess Reese is claustrophobic. And cites <laughs> and cites Augustus Gloop <laughs> as the reason for his hesitation. <laughs> Remember what happened to that fat German kid in Willy Wonka? Like <laughs> what? <laughs> Just what? All right, I'm back. Had a weird moment where Audacity just fucking froze on me for whatever reason. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, continuing on. Uh, Reese is claustrophobic because of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. (laughs) Reese is claustrophobic because Augustus Gloop. (laughs) Oh, best Willy Wonka reference. Best Willy Wonka reference. So they go in, and they found out that this, uh, these other numbers that the machine gave them, were for a room number, which is evidence lockup, and a specific evidence number, which is this wireless modem that belonged to Edward Snowden. If you look closely, you can see that. And they deduce that the machine wants this so that it can communicate, that she can communicate with Finch. Because they're literally in a Faraday cage. They can't really uh, get any signals in or out. So Reese and Shaw have to place this in the proper location to get the machine to be able to communicate with Finch. They do so successfully. While this is happening, we get this amazing confrontation with Greer. This absolutely magnificent confrontation with Greer that goes off in such a phenomenal direction. Uh, Greer telling Finch, like, basically, I know what you're doing. I know about the Ice-9 virus. This is a mistake. You are doing something terrible. You're doing something bad. You don't want to kill your creation. You don't want to kill the machine. Samaritan doesn't want that. Samaritan was distraught. It was beside itself when it thought the machine was dead because it's its only companion in the world. It's the only other ASI on Earth at the moment. And Finch is like, yeah, no, this is something that has to be done. This is something that has to be done. This is something that has to be done because Samaritan's like just flat out evil. And then Greer transitions over to saying like, well, look at all these people Samaritan's helped. Look at all these people Samaritans helped. And Finch is like, okay, yeah, Samaritans helped all these people. How about all the people it killed? How about all the people that it, uh, 
just made disappear. And Grizz like, oh, collateral damage. Those were the people that couldn't adapt. Those were the people that couldn't uh, adjust to the new world order. And Finch is like, no, like... Whatever good Samaritan does, it doesn't justify the consequences. It doesn't justify the number of people it's killed. It doesn't justify, like, make uh, rendering sections of humanity irrelevant. Like, at least my machine, for all of its faults, like, actively worked to save lives. Samaritan just doesn't really care. It's just playing a numbers game and deciding certain people are more important than others. Like, that's not okay. Like... ASI shouldn't control everything. They shouldn't control humanity. They shouldn't, like, control and rule humanity with an iron fist. And then Greer's like, well, okay. Now I know that you're the only one who knows the password to Ice-9. And your machine doesn't know it. And then Greer locks himself and Finch in this sealed room, activates the fire suppression system, which starts sucking the oxygen from the room. And so both Finch and Greer are suffocate are suffocating. Greer is literally killing himself for Samaritan. Like, Greer has always been, like, this, like, hardcore Samaritan acolyte. Greer's always been like, yeah, uh, I don't care. Samaritan's out there, uh, looking out for humanity in a way that I see, in a way that I see is justified. Like, I have blind faith in Samaritan. I've become a blind supporter of Samaritan. So, yeah, I'll give up my life for Samaritan. Why the hell not? Like, it's just this amazing final moment for Greer, where we kind of see just, like, how blindly devoted he is to Samaritan, that he's willing to literally kill himself for Samaritan's continued existence. At this exact moment, Reese and Shaw are able to plug in the, uh, the modem. It comes online, the machine's able to get into the building, uh, send this code to Finch, uh, so that he knows how to open the door, and he gets out to sweet, sweet air. Greer not so lucky, Greer's super dead, Greer's just fully, fully died, fully committed suicide, but Finch is okay, Finch is great, Finch is, uh, fully 100% wonderful. And then resumes his whole deal. Uh, he rescues Reese and Shaw from getting captured by Samaritan agents via his god mode and little pieces of intel. Like, hey, take out your earpieces because there's about to be like this big uh, feedback signal that'll incapacitate Samaritan agents and the machine will turn off the lights and then you uh, shoot them in the dark, blah, 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 blah. Uh, big fights break out of Reese and Shaw trying to defend Finch and get him out of the building. And then Finch just walks the hell away and forces Reese and Shaw to leave. And forces Reese and Shaw to just go away, get out, uh, leave so that he can finish his mission. So we then get this phenomenal final scene where Finch... Goes to a computer terminal, 
to activate the Ice Nine virus. Samaritan's like begging for its life, like, no, stop. You'll kill your creation. You can't stop the inevitable. And Finch is like, no, I, my machine, her mission has always been to help humanity. And that's what she's doing now. You don't help shit. You just better yourself. You just do what you can to maintain your own control. So now I'm going to take you out. And the machine is gladly willing to sacrifice herself for this whole thing. By the way, it's revealed that the machine absolutely knew the password. (laughs) Absolutely 100% knew the password. So Greer would have killed himself for no reason. Greer would have killed himself for absolutely no reason. Which kind of... It's kind of poetic that, like, his blind faith kind of made him kill himself for no apparent reason. Like, his blind faith in Samaritan kind of made him sacrifice himself for no apparent reason. Uh, it's a really, really poetic end for that character. For person of interest's best villain, quite honestly. God, I love Greer. But Finch then gives the password... And Ice-9 is up and running, and you kind of see Samaritan sort of flicker a bit. And here we go. Scorch the Earth, damn it! (laughs) Scorch the goddamn Earth! Oh boy, this finale is going to be great. Oh, also, have to mention the subplot with Fusco. Uh, Fusco comes back to the precinct to find that all those bodies in the tunnel were in fact found. And they believe that it's a serial killer and not an all-powerful ASI, because of course. And a federal agent. The federal agent actually from way back when, when Fusco was under suspicion of murdering Dominic and Elias, shows up and is like, Hey, we need to ask you some questions. And this agent takes Fusco into the side room, shows him his corkboard of all the missing persons from back when he was seriously investigating this stuff. And says, hey, so, what do you know about this? And Fusco's like, I don't know anything. I don't know anything. And then our agent lets Fusco go. Fusco calls Reese and Sean and is like, hey, uh, feds are in on this. Call me. And then Fusco immediately gets captured by this agent who, yes, is a Samaritan agent. This agent takes Fusco to be executed, takes Fusco to a secluded area where he can just flat out kill him, and then there's this big tussle, this big game of wits. Uh, our guy shoots Fusco, and Fusco gets up being like, why did you not search me for a vest, you moron? <laughs> this guy's an idiot. This guy's the worst agent. And... Fusco overpowers this guy and has a gun to him. And Fusco's like, hey, so here's the thing. If if I let you live, is that the end of me? Is it worth killing you to uh, let myself live? And, and just has this moment of quandary. And then we sort of leave him before we really know... Anything that's happening there, uh, before we really know what happens next. So, yeah. P- 
penultimate episode of the series. Oh my god, it's all great. Man, get ready for a damn good series finale. The way this show ends, it's so perfect. It's so great. I, God, I love Person of Interest. I love it so freaking much. This is such a great show. Anyway, uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast or app you prefer. Feel free to call in. As well, it's simple as just push my button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash ThomasClarkPledge, just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I will be putting up there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 5, Episode 13, the series finale. Talk to you then.